Gab, we're on to the H's. What's our first song? Happiness, my favorite from Evermore. Oh, wow, a downer. Hello! Welcome to Tay2Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Gorgeous from Reputation. Gorgeous! <laughs> that was actually really good. Was that good? Yeah, good that job. That was pretty good? Cool. And today, we are on to the H's. Yay! New letter! New letter! New letter with happiness mm-hmm. from Evermore. Now, some of you may be wondering, where's half of my heart that she did with John Mayer? And to that we say, Taylor didn't write half of my heart, so that song does not go into our alphabet. It was news to us. Pretty reason news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definite reason news. I'm I thought surprised. Taylor wrote that song. I thought you would have caught that. That's why you we gotta didn't. double check your research, Gotta kids. double check that research, and uh, so we'll probably have that song as a bonus episode later on. Yes. Happiness is the seventh track on Evermore. Evermore was released on December 11, 2020, and this song was co-written by Aaron Dessner. Happiness has yet to be played live. I know. We made, we made that little comment about the Buckingham session. Still no word on that. <laughs> so actually, maybe by the time you're hearing this episode, there might be a Buckingham Palace Ooh, TBD. thing, you know, because this is coming out in, what, like three weeks? Yeah, guys, if you're hearing this episode, Devin and I are married and we went on our honeymoon. Holy wow. moly. Wow. wow. So we're pre-recording so we can focus on getting married. You on know? weddings. Yeah. You yeah. know, the huge. So it would be really cool if in the next... Two weeks, we will have heard happiness live. Oh. But I highly doubt that, unfortunately. Yeah. We'll see. So, Gab, what do you think of the song Happiness? Happiness is my favorite song on Evermore. Wow! I know, which I know is not actually a common opinion hmm. among the fandom, but I love this song. I think this song is super strong and poetic lyrically. I love the way that it explores the end of a relationship or a divorce Mm. in such a mature, healing way. And it's just really beautiful. There's hurt and there's pain, but ultimately there's happiness in looking back on the memories fondly Mm. and knowing that there will be happiness again after that relationship has ended. Mm. It just feels so mature and so at peace. And I really, really like that. There are so many lyrical gems in this song. I can't shout them all out without just reading all the lyrics. So if you haven't ever delved into the lyrics, read them as you listen to the song after this episode. I love the journey the song takes you on, examining the emotions that the character is feeling after the dissolution of this marriage. That's kind of what I'm assuming Mm, it is. mm -hmm. Yeah, seven years in heaven. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. And the bridge is just so raw and emotional And then the chorus is just so well written. So that's like, I'm just going to pull out a couple of lyrical gems, just Mm. the the chorus itself. There will be happiness after me, but there was happiness because of me. Both of these things, I believe, there is happiness in our history. Across our great divide, there is a glorious sunrise, dappled with the flickers of light from the dress I wore at midnight. Leave it all behind, and there is happiness. Mm. It's just, it's such poetry. I just... Love the sound of this song. I love how Taylor's voice sounds Mm -hmm. singing these words. Like, Taylor has this quality to her voice when she sings words or says words that is just gorgeous. And Mm -hmm. I just love it. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And I love that the way the song 
builds up and then builds down. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like kind of quiet, builds, builds, builds into some of this kind of anger, but also not, and then kind of builds down quietly. Mm-hmm. Especially the parts where she says, you know, you haven't met the new me yet. I haven't met the new me yet, where she yeah. kind of flips it. Mm-hmm. But then she kind of is a little bit more resolved by the end. She has a better idea. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And that I'll talk about later because that's my favorite line moment oh. of the song. Oh. So, spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> so I'll talk about that part later. But overall, I just think this is a very beautiful, mature song. Mm. And I love it. Yeah, the you haven't met the new me yet slash I haven't met the new me yet is really beautiful. Yeah. That is, that's such a incredible look at this situation. Yeah. You know, like, I still haven't found me yet. Yeah. Yeah, or who, who I am without who this I'm relationship. Gonna be, yeah, yeah. Like, what, what parts of me you took with you or, you know, what I have to re-find in myself and rediscover. And, yeah. Yeah, it's and really beautiful. Exactly. And I think, too, like... As we're, you know, preparing to get married and looking into getting married and, you know, writing our vows and everything, just like thinking about the importance and how much you put into a marriage. And then in this song with how it's ending and these people have to figure out who they are apart. Yeah. It just makes it, the song feel very real. Yeah. And right just now, especially. more connected because of how big of a deal marriage is. Yeah. And that we're experiencing that. Yeah. What do you think about the song? happiness well i definitely have to be in the right mood for this song okay like this is hashtag mood for me Mm. usually i would probably listen to this on my i'm chilling and trying to go to bed playlist Mm, yeah winding down like cowboy like me yeah like cowboy like me like you are in love Mm. like you know the slower my chill playlist if you will okay there are a lot of very chill vibe songs, as we discussed in Gold Rush, on this album. Yeah. There aren't many bops. And that's okay, because usually breakups are not boppy. Yeah. <laughs> usually, and especially with, with where Taylor is in her life right now, and her outlook on love, and her outlook on relationships in general, she has a very mature, or a more mature, insight in, mm-hmm. into relationships. So she's not going to be creating the songs like Picture to Burn, and You're Not Sorry. Yeah, it's a different, you know? like, different type. And also, a lot of these songs in Evermore are fictional. They're mm-hmm. not about her. And so she's writing a whole bunch of songs about the ends of things from a bunch of different perspectives. Yeah. And this one is a really unique one, and it's really beautiful. Like you said, the lyric is really incredible, and I think is some of her best lyric writing. Mm-hmm. It's You're right, she sounds really, really beautiful on it. Her voice, the timbre, is just like, yes. Mm-hmm. In terms of the lyrics, they're very visual, and, and that brings like a lot of heartbreak. Yeah. And you can feel it, you can see the heartbreak. Mm-hmm. But I also love the idea of the there is happiness because of you. Yeah. The the good in what the relationship had. She doesn't discredit that there was good. That there were a lot of incredible moments with this person. And that's where the maturity yeah. comes in. And the fact that like she admits when a good man hurts you and you know you hurt him too. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like you don't really know, should you be mad at this person? Should you be sad? Like, I had some of the best years of my life with this person, and things just 
relationships fell apart or Mm -hmm. we grew apart or maybe there was another person because she says when you find that new Mm -hmm. woman Mm -hmm. but then she's like wait a minute no that's just my anger talking i don't think so i don't think that there's anybody else yeah i think it's there i think it's just the two of them growing apart yeah and that's kind of one of the most like heartbreaking ways for a relationship to end for there not to be a reason yeah it Mm -hmm. just is and like what they like wake up one day and they just don't love each other Mm -hmm. anymore Mm -hmm. and and you're right the maturity in her voice and the maturity of where she's looking at this relationship is a really beautiful thing from taylor Mm -hmm. to have a song like this from her in this perspective is really beautiful yeah aaron's production on this is hit and miss for me Mm. There are aspects of this song in the production that I really love. I love the piano. I love the build of it, like you said. However, there is this one synth that comes in and out, and it's like this gri- like grinds against the rest of the production, mm. and it's really not pleasing <laughs> to me. I wonder if I just can't hear it. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But there's this one that's like this higher synth that like comes in uh gradually like in the chorus a couple Mm -hmm. of times and then like it's it comes back in at the very end like when she stops singing it's like this like it's like a thing that aaron (laughs) desner does on his songs interesting you gotta point that out to me yeah i also think it's really interesting that she has harmony on the bridge in the i pulled your body into mine every goddamn night part Mm. there's she harmonizes with herself Oh, interesting. And I don't know why. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why there would be harmony there. The only thing I can think of is that it's artistic in the sense of I pulled your body into mine. So it's like two people. And Mm. it's also when she's the most angry in the song. And she yells like God every goddamn night. And now you give me fake niceties and everything. And so it's her most angry moment, I think, in the song. Like you said, that builds and then comes back down. But it just doesn't make sense why there would be harmony there. And it's it's only like two lines where she has harmony and then like that's it. That's so interesting. Yeah. And Mm. so that's a little confusing to me. But overall, I can respect the song. Mm -hmm. The story it tells just isn't really my jam. That's fair. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Gab, do you relate to this song? So I don't directly relate to this song at all, (laughs) but I aspire to the maturity level of the song. And you kind of touched upon this lyric with what you just said, but the no one teaches you what to do when a good man hurts you and you know you hurt him too. And to be able to own up to your faults in a relationship and understand the role you played while still understanding the ways that the other person hurt you, Mm -hmm. and then to be ultimately be able to look back fondly on it with peace and happiness, I think is just like really commendable and just really something to strive for. And I think it's just like a really beautiful way to look at the end of a relationship. And I can tend to be a pretty special. spiteful person or I hold grudges or bitter and honestly I think it's okay we talked about that in our closure episode Mm. and I think it's okay you don't always need the closure Mm -hmm. but I think that where it's a place where there is respect and Mm -hmm. it is a good man who hurts you and you hurt them too where you can recognize and understand that I think that this level of maturity is something to aspire to yeah and I think it's like really beautiful to be able to respectfully 
end of relationship. Like you see those kinds of things where there are couples who like didn't work out, but they're like really successfully co-parenting together mm-hmm. and their kids are still young. And that kind of like respect, I think is, is a really cool thing. I hope that I never have to directly <laughs> relate to this song um, <laughs> as we are getting married now. <laughs> but obviously no one gets married for seeing that. I like this and I think that it's a good lesson too. It doesn't have to just be a romantic relationship. No. It can be really the way any type of relationship ends and being able to remember the positive and the good times um, and not hold on to the hurt, I think is important. Yeah. What about you? I also don't really relate to this song (laughs) very much. And so I also think that's another reason why I don't really jive with it. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how many people look at relationships in this way when they're over, Mm. you know, I don't know what the statistic is for a relationship that ends amicably Mm. In a way that, like, you both have respect for each other and there's no, like, I hate him or I hate her or whatever. Yeah. You know, or, like, I never want to see them again. And because most of the divorces and marriages that I have heard of in my life have not ended well. Mm, Or been amicable. Or it's been amicable or there has been one thing or another that leads to the divorce. And so I think that this song is from a distance Mm. from the relationship. Mm -hmm. I think that this is way down the line. Even if you end things, you're probably going to be feeling pain and sadness initially. Yeah. And once the catharsis or or the happiness, once that comes, Mm -hmm. that has to have been after a good amount of time, I think. And distance from the relationship. Depending on the situation. But yeah. yeah. But I think I I think that in most cases that would be how it would be. Mm. I agree though that it does feel like there's distance and time to reflect to get to this happiness. That makes sense to me. Yeah. It's still really friggin' mature. For sure. Really oh, yeah. aspirational. Yeah, absolutely. Well now we get to the segment of Gossip. Happiness is the seventh track on Evermore, and Taylor starts the song by linking it to Seven, the seventh track on Folklore, its Mm -hmm. sister album. Seven starts, please picture me in the trees, and happiness starts, honey, when I'm above the trees. Mm. Uh, This is just one of many lyrical similarities that link Evermore songs to Folklore songs. Cool. Which is cool about the sister albums. We have two references to The Great Gatsby in this song. Oh, One is, I hope she'll be a beautiful fool, which references when Daisy says, I hope she'll be a fool. That's the best thing a girl can be in this world, a beautiful little fool. Mm. Here, Daisy is saying that life is easier for those who are simpler and don't feel all the worries of the world, and she wishes this for her daughter. Taylor takes this line and says she hopes the ex in the song's new lover will be the carefree, simplistic girl that she isn't, Mm -hmm. or the character in the song isn't. The other Gatsby reference is later in the song with the lyric, All you want from me now is the green light of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Referencing the green light at the end of Daisy's dock, the Gatsby stares at longingly, representing his hope to still be with her, as well as the American dream, but that doesn't really apply here. Right. (laughs) Taylor's lyrics here represent the hope for forgiveness. Um, Some people have even theorized that this whole song is about Gatsby and Daisy and their Mm. relationship, though I do feel it has Gatsby references clearly and inspiration. I think that another life moment that happened around the time the song was written inspired Taylor to write it. Mm -hmm. Happiness was the last song written for Evermore, being completed only a week before the record's release. 
Aaron Dessner explained to Rolling Stone that he'd been working on the music for happiness since 2019 with his Big Red Machine project in mind, mm. but that Taylor loved the instrumental and ended up writing to it days before he and engineer John Lowe began mastering Evermore. So mm. she loved the song and she's like, I'm writing to it, we're putting this song on the record. Cool. As we mentioned earlier in the podcast, as well as um, on our closure episode, when discussing Evermore with Zane Lowe, uh, which was the Apple Music Mm -hmm. interview about Evermore, Taylor said, Evermore deals a lot in endings of all sorts, shapes, and sizes. All the kinds of ways we can end a relationship, a friendship, something toxic, and the pain that goes along with that. The phases of it. We know that Evermore deals a lot with endings, and this song to us feels like a divorce. Mm. And the song was written last for Mm -hmm. Evermore. So given that, in the months following Evermore's release, it came out that Taylor's childhood best friend, Abigail Anderson, of 15 fame, Mm -hmm. was going through a divorce this winter. Abigail confirmed this on her Instagram story in June, even saying... As we look to pursue happiness separately Mm. about her and her ex-husband. To me, this feels like a confirmation that what Abigail was going through at least inspired happiness, which definitely feels like it is about a divorce. For sure. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. And I don't know how how long Abigail and her husband were together like before their marriage. They weren't married for seven years, but it could be that they were together seven years. Mm. I think they were married five. Sorry, I was doing math in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of people believe that Mm. this song was at least inspired by Taylor's best friend going through a divorce during the time that Taylor was writing it. And I think that's pretty likely if she's exploring endings and then she's talking to her friend and knows all the pain she's going through to be inspired to write something especially given that she's doing all these fictionalized songs yeah that seems likely to me also sadly the lyric after giving you the best i had tell me what to give after that is reminiscent to me of abigail gave everything she had to a boy who changed his mind in 15 yeah yeah so that's definitely sad i hate like kind of bringing that up because you know Poor Abigail. Yeah. But also, the song is ultimately hopeful, and hopefully this divorce was the best choice for Abigail and her ex-husband, and that there will be happiness after it for them, for sure. Yeah. No matter what, there's happiness after it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that the maturity of this song, and it could be that, though it was a sad time, ultimately they were both, like, it was the right decision for them. Yeah. So that's what I think it's about. Interesting. I like the Gatsby take on it, though, too. Yeah, I think it, I think it opens it, it up in a cool way. Yeah, I think it could be a combination of both. Yeah, and we know that Taylor loves the great Gatsby and also that she was doing a lot of reading during the mm-hmm. quarantine, which she may have not had as much time for in previous years when she's right. touring and whatnot. Right. Devin? Huh. What's your favorite line in Happiness? Well, I've already said it, I think, three times. <laughs> So, no one teaches you what to do when a good man hurts you, and you know you've hurt him too. Yeah. 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 I think that that's, like, the keystone of the song. Mm-hmm. It's a really interesting thing to think about, and you you don't. Like, what do you do? You can't, Are you mad? Are you upset? Can you be happy for them? Can you be happy for each other? Are mm-hmm. you going to stay friends? Like, I still want them in my life. Or do I? Mm. I don't know, you know? Like, yeah. it's so complicated and, totally. and hard. And it's just so, like, plainly put there. Yeah. You know, that line is so matter-of-fact. It like, sums up what do the you answer, do? yeah. Yeah, I really like it a lot. What about you? What is your favorite line? 
So this was hard for me because I like a lot of this song. I think this song is so strong lyrically. Yeah. But I think this is my favorite, like, moment from mm. the song. So, after giving you the best I had, tell me what to give after that. All you want from me now is the green light of forgiveness. You haven't met the new me yet. And I think she'll give you that. Mm. And especially given earlier when she goes, I haven't met the new me yet. Like, she's Mm -hmm. not sure how she's going to be feeling after. She's not sure. And the song goes on its journey. And she's thinking about everything. And she's like, you haven't met the new me yet. But she's like, I think I'm going to get there. I think I will be able to forgive you. Yeah. And I love that. I think it's just really beautiful. And that the journey of this short song, I mean, it's not a short song, it's a longer song for Taylor, but the journey that she goes through in this song where she comes to the point where she's like, I think I will be able to forgive you and it'll be okay. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, and that's, okay, so when you just said that, Mm -hmm. now I'm understanding he hasn't met the new me yet. I haven't met the new me yet in terms of, like, who he's going to be with next. Oh, I haven't met the new me yet. Yeah. The me in, you were... in your relationship, and like, the relationship. Oh, I don't take it that way at all. I think that you can take it both ways. That's interesting. You know, I just yeah. thought of it that way, because you haven't met the new me yet. Yeah. I think and I haven't met the that. new me yet. I think she'll be a beautiful fool. You know? Like, yeah. I guess you could take it both ways. The way I saw it as, like, yeah. I don't know who I'll be, or I don't know how I'm going to be, because I'll be totally. someone different, like, when we separate. I think you can kind of put it both ways mm-hmm, i think that could mm-hmm. be either because yeah i i also take it that way too yeah. of like i haven't figured out who i am after you mm-hmm. and, and you haven't met that new me yet either because i haven't even figured it out yeah but then it also could be like the new me in the relationship yeah i guess so. i think it's less likely that because she also she says like i hope she'll be a beautiful fool who takes my spot next to you no i don't mean that at first, she's saying, like, I hope, like, she'll be someone that's not like me, so it'll be better for you. But then she's like, I don't mean that. Like, I want what is going to be best for you, what yeah. brings you the most happiness. Uh-huh. I like this song so much lyrically. Oh, it's awesome. So, Devin. Yes. What do you rate this song? From 1 to 10, eyes that leak acid rain on the pillow where you used to lay your head. <laughs> do, you, do you think you should just shorten that to acid rain on the pillow? No. Eyes that leak acid rain on the pillow where you used to lay your head. Oh, that's a long one. It's the whole song. It's the whole song. The doodle doesn't have to be the whole thing. The doodle can just be eyes (laughs) leaking acid rain on a pillow where you used to lay your head. No, it's just (laughs) because I'm, you know, I have to come up with emojis, you know? So I'll figure it out. It's just eye, eyes, water emoji, pillow emoji. Acid, skull and crossbones. (laughs) Acid rain. Yeah. (laughs) So from one to ten Eyes that leak acid rain on the pillow where you used to lay your head. I'm trying to fit as many lyrics <laughs> yeah, into this I guess episode so. as we can. I, I, I should have uh, I should have looked at this before. I think I will give happiness five. Oh, oh my god, you're stabbing me! <laughs> oh, I think I'll give it five. Wow. Eyes that leak acid rain on the pillow where you used to lay your head. Okay. Yeah. I think this is our most divisive song since Coney Island. Possibly between you and me. I think maybe Beautiful Eyes was pretty divisive, too. No, no, Beautiful Ghosts. Beautiful Ghosts. <laughs> beautiful Ghosts. That was pretty divisive. Yeah. yeah, Coney Island was pretty divisive. Yeah. Yeah. No, I... It's just not my jam. I know. I respect it. It's beautiful. She sounds great. You can ask me what I would rate this song? I'm about to. Oh, my goodness. You're just like... Gab, how about you on a scale of 110 eyes a leak acid rain on a pillow where you used to lay your head? <laughs> I don't know why you're surprised by this. These have been there for, like, 
Five months. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, happiness is in my top 25. Cool. I really, I just love this song. I just think it's so beautiful. And it's it goes out of the mold. Like I said, how usually the songs that I love the most um, are songs I can connect and relate to. And I don't relate to this song, but I think it's just really beautiful and I really like it. So, I'm going to give happiness 10 eyes that leak acid rain on the pillow where you used to lay your head. Because All right. I love this song. I love that. And so any other uh, happiness stands out there, come find us on Instagram. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I think more people are going to agree with you. Not necessarily. I think... It's a fall somewhere in between. Yeah. I bet we'll get a bunch of like eights, sevens. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I'm sure there'll be a few more tens out there. Mm. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Are you not that big of a fan about happiness? Are you a huge fan about happiness? Have you been through an experience like this where you can relate to this song and and really connect to it? Mm. We want to hear it all. So find us on Instagram and let us know. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. And if you get a moment, please leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please. Well, next episode, we're going to be covering Haunted from Speak Now. When was the last Speak Now song we did? Enchanted, was it? It's been a a while. I feel like we haven't done a Speak Now song. In a very long time. Long time. Yeah, so that's very exciting. Yeah. Come hang with us. (laughs) I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Tay to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time.